Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Live. Whoa, 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 whoa. Live. 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 Boop. 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 End times that chat. You can always go to end times that chat. Show 93, baby. 93. Wow. It's your age. <laughs> Dan looks good for his age. I know. It's hey, you know, it's why I wear black because it hides all the imperfections. It brings out a little bit of the tan that I don't exactly have. It's all the lighting. Yeah. And the black hat is uh, in honor of Iceland and all the Whoa. people. It's, it's in memoriam of all the people that um, couldn't make it out of the volcanoes when they were playing volleyball. <laughs> okay, Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into a burning ring of fire. Hey. And it burns, burns, burns. <laughs> the ring of fire. The ring of fire. I tried to finish it off. Wow. So uh, tell us what's new with you, bro. Man, I got I got finals on the brain. And I'm taking the week off of work because I can't put anything anything else in my brain. And um, yeah, see, this is what happened there. You see that little momentary pause? That's what happens right now. I get a little glitch when I'm trying to think of anything else other than remedies. Focus. Focus. Family law. <laughs> well, I actually might be CGI. <laughs> anyway, I'm moving on. Things leading up to the tribulation. Dan uh, is now a AI fully, robotic. Fully, fully AI. You never know what might come out of my mouth. I'm, I'm learning as I go. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, I'm having a good week. I just studied a lot, just trying to get through these finals. And then, then I'll have about 10 days off. And then hit it up for the last semester. Come on. Wow. Bring it. And then I got to study for the bar, which is coming up. You got the home stretch. So once you finish your last finals next semester. Yep. Then what's the timeline from there? Do you got any time off or do you got to go right in the study? Right in the, right in the studying. As a matter of fact, I'll be studying before the end of next semester. Because it's probably about two and a half months of studying. So I got to do, it's a lot. I, I'm without getting into too much detail. It's a lot. So no break, just go straight into it for two months, solid, do some studying for the bar and then pass the bar. Cause I'm not intending on taking this twice. That'd be good. Yeah. Because if you had to take it twice, you will no longer be the smartest man alive. You hey. had to add all the extra pressure. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what I do. That's How what I do, bro. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 I am. Nothing major going on? Anything good? Anything? What's the what's Same great? Old. Same old, bro. 
Same old. I don't know why I keep saying bro. Bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watch I did watch a podcast yesterday and it's about like, you know, how how we give off signs and signals by, you know, how we use our hands. And then and one of the funny ones was it was a girl talking to the, the host and she goes, Is it true that guys, you know, they have their own little language and they like you know, they see each other and they go, what up? <laughs> or, how you doing? So if you know them, you go, whoo, because you're exposing yourself. Like, hey, you're happy. If you don't know them, you're still acknowledging them and then you're going, what's up? What's up, bro? And then you got the whole, you bring it in like this. The other arm comes around. You're like, boom, boom. And that's it. You got to let go. You have to let go if you yeah, don't know each other. It's <laughs> like the point eight, point eight second rule. <laughs> We're good. So, moving on. Yeah, we got some good news. I'm going to put it up there. Oh, you we got good news. Hallelujah. This You posted this yourself, actually. I did? You did, this morning. Oh it was my this gosh. Yeah, these are the, the pastors that got shut down during the pandemic. And uh, they filed a, you know, filed a lawsuit. And uh, it's got gotten reversed. And it, the court ruled that it was unconstitutional so all this was unconstitutional yet people still they still did it yeah well what's going on there oh oh so the law doesn't matter i'm just saying yeah so props out to calvary chapel well i will say that i wonder if this is over yet because this is this is a fantastic news this is the courts the courts of appeal in california uh which for California to have this kind of a win is huge, by the way. This is not this is kind of unheard of, but when it yeah. when it comes to the constitution, there's still <clears> some <throat> things that they can't get around. But this was a huge win, at least temporarily. They cannot make a church close its doors ever. It's unconstitutional, period. You can't do it. But I wouldn't put it past the opposition to take this one more step, go to the California Supreme Court. And I wouldn't be surprised the next year or two this ends up in the actual Supreme Court. So the fight you heard is it first. You heard it first from Dan Crystal. Spotless hey, man alive. I wouldn't. Well, thank you. I, I don't believe that, but thank you. I do think, though, that. Uh, what are you saying, bro? <laughs> there it is, bro, again. What's up, bro? I do think, bro, that. <laughs> this is called the bro show. <laughs> bro show. I do think, though, that the battle's not over yet. This is this is only a win here. It is probably going to be temporary. There's going to be another thing coming up. So we celebrate all the wins. We want everybody to know, hey, we don't only talk about the bad stuff. We do bring in the good stuff so that you can be encouraged every now and then. Because the last thing we want is for you to live in fear. The whole reason why we do this is so that you do not live in fear. So although sometimes we have to be reminded to make sure we tell people that. So here we go. We got some Earth news, and the first one that I saw that popped up was unbelievable. And I think, I'm not sure who posted it, but I'm going to pop up here on the screen. Is it a tornado fire? Fire tornado? As a matter of fact, it is. Whoa, baby! I did post that. You the did. Only one, I post, the only one I posted this week. Here it comes. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. There it is. Okay, so here, I'm going to play this. I'm going to 
pop the volume down. Of course, we have an ad. Hey, everyone. Why don't you own commercial real estate? There you go. This is Channel 5 out of L.A. The buyers are saying now 143 acres. That uh, started at about 15 acres about 40 minutes ago and quickly grew to that number now, 143. Let's go to some video that we shot during the height of this push out towards the east. It was a fire torn. I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> I'm just going to let it play without the volume now. But that fire tornado. Anyway, what did you want to say about this? That's just <clears> insane. We're seeing all these different types of weather patterns and weathers, well, you know, weird weather in places that it's, it's usually never happens or seldom happens. We're seeing things like this that, for the most part, hasn't been documented. That's the first time I've ever seen one like that. Uh, the guy actually says that on in the uh, newscast. So it's just another example where things are happening and you can say, oh, that's just coincidence or that's no big deal. So we ask, but is it? But is it? And to me, it's just another thing that's like, hey, God is showing his, his hand in different ways. So when I saw that, I had to actually rewind it and play it back a couple of times because I'm like, that is just, that's just, look at that. Yeah. It's like sucking the fire in. Yeah. It, you know what it reminded me of is, and this is a this is a positive thing. But when during the daytime, when the Israelites were leaving Egypt, and this is about thousands of years ago, but when the Israelites were leaving Egypt, and Moses was leading them out into the wilderness, they had a fire, a pillar of fire by day, and a pillar a pillar of fire by night, excuse me, and a cloud pillar by day that led them. And so it, it's really when I saw that, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. I was like. I wonder if this could be a sign of God's protection over his people. You know, I'm thinking, wouldn't that be cool in the dark of night and when, when people are feeling the pressure and the pain and the hurt and the, the anxiety of everything that's going on around them, maybe this could be a sign of, hey, I'm here with God. I'm here with you. I'm going to be with you. Overcome. And, uh, and you'll be given a crown of life, just like we talked about last week. Anyway, that's, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. I thought that was pretty cool. And that's in your backyard. Yeah, that was in my backyard. So Gorman, which is where that fire was located, was where I used to go off-roading with dirt bikes at the Yamaha 225. We'd go up in those hills. So I, I know that I know that spot really well. So I think you posted this one too. What about this bug? I, I did. I did. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, I bet Dan's going to post this because you always come up with the, the animals and the crazy ones like that. So it's a, forget the name of it. If you scroll, scroll up a little bit. So, what, so what's happening is in, up, well, I think it's upstate New York. Yeah, in upstate New York, they're having this challenge with this, what is it called here? I got to pull that up. A lantern fly. It's right here. Lantern fly. So they have vineyards up there. So the grapes and tre even tre trees and apples. So those are being consumed by this what was it called lantern fly lantern fly yeah 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 i did read the article by the way <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that thought i thought of is back in exodus before you know before the israelites left egypt and then all these different things happen 
And I'm like, okay, this is another example. The other thing is, and I'm not picking on New York. However, a lot of things have happened in New York that God does not like. I'm just going to keep it that simple. Yeah. And I believe states or countries that are completely going against the grain of what God wants, they're going to have some punishment. And I believe, I just felt in my spirit, this is just one of those things that is a disruptor of a state that's gone wayward. But, but you know, and if, if that's not the case, and I'm sure somebody can argue against that, if that's not the case, here's what I know, is that when was the last time we ever talked about that? Never! Well, it's and it's actually not just New York. It's that it says here at the very bottom. It says in 2014 the bug was first introduced to the area, and now it infects 11 states: Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Delaware, Indiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Virginia, and West Virginia. So pretty much most of the Northeast is what's being hit by this lanternfly. Maryland, I can I can see why. I mean, you know, there's some people from Maryland that are little. Woohoo. <laughs> this guy right anyway, there. He's from exactly. Maryland. This guy right there. Oh, wait. This guy right yeah, there. This um, guy. Yeah. So this is uh this is pretty interesting because this would fit into the category of of a plague slash pestilence. And uh pestilence, that's the word. See, you're the smartest man, and you are thinking of these words, bro. I well I, now I, I mean, all I can think of is bro. <laughs> <laughs> so bro i got my lander fly it's a pestilence <laughs> oh bro. What the on, heck? bro hey we got a couple things to report for just real quick i'm going to pass through these but we have flash floods in afghanistan that leave over 30 people dead and 100 missing this was reported yesterday we also can re- report in nigeria Thousands of homes have been destroyed and 50 people that they know of have been killed after torrential rains hit Nigeria. Now, this really is a setup from what I'm about to show you because I saw this news video pop up on my screen from the Weather Channel just two days ago. And I thought, what? Where in the world? What? Why are they reporting on this now? Here you go. And what it says is experts warn that California a war in California of a disaster larger than any in world history, but it's not an earthquake. You can see from the picture here, that's water. So they're saying that there is a massive amounts of torrential rain that are, in their words, due to come. And because of this mega drought we've been having and 100 inches of rain potentially, it would wreak havoc, and they call them mega floods. I mean, what is your first response to that, GJ? Because I know what mine was. You better get a boat. Yep. <laughs> That's not what I thought. My thought was, my first thought was, wait a minute, what's our elevation here? Where do I live? Okay, I'm not in the valley. I'm actually up in the hills. It'll run off. I'm good. But my backyard, I might have, I might have some pooling going on. But. That's actually not a bad idea. I probably should invest in a canoe. But you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I have, I got it. I got it covered. You know what I've got? I got a paddle board. We just got them. They're, they're inflatable. I think we're going to be all right. The only thing is I don't have any oars. So maybe I should get some oars to go along with it. <laughs> 
not sure why I thought about it. Anyway, look at that. Risk, there, and I know what they're blaming it on. I just won't say it, but I'll highlight it. I just think that, how can you put this out there as a news story? You know, we, we bring the news to you, not to bring fear to you, but to kind of help prepare you and let you know what's going on. But, I mean, this was all over the mass media, all over mainstream media the last couple of days. I mean, this is Yahoo News. It was, I saw it on CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, Fox. I mean, I saw it everywhere. And I'm just wondering how in the world can they, why would they be bringing this out right now? That's where my mind goes. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe <clears> it's because they're ra- lacking in ratings and they need to have a scare story to get people to listen and watch. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. When's the last time they posted something positive? I don't know. <clears throat> but moving I, on. Moving I am, on. <laughs> I am so proud of you, GJ, because you posted this in the chat before I did. I was like, Man, he's getting some skills, bro. <laughs> well, it says asteroid 2.3 times the size of a dinosaur heading for Earth. It's supposed to go right by us today. It's like 500 and I think 539,000 kilometers away. Oh, that's it? Maybe it's miles. It's further out than the, than the moon. So two things came up. <clears throat> yeah, it is traveling two, 22 times faster than the speed of sound. So it's traveling fast. So it does give the size. But I'm like, what kind of dinosaur? You know, T-Rex, you know, what kind? Uh, I know. So you got to dive in here. Yeah. Kil- kilometer, kilometers, 529,000 kilometers. Wow. And the moon is about 384,000 kilometers. But not too far, not too much further away than the moon is to the earth. That's pretty, uh, yeah. that's pretty close. So a couple things was another asteroid in, in, in the news. I just feel like asteroids or comets or something's going to hit the earth at some point. I believe it's going to happen after Jesus comes back. I just feel like, or maybe it happens at the same time. I just feel like there's something going to happen like that. I just, I have no facts. And then the other thing is, oh, they actually saw this one and it's only the size of a dinosaur. What about the one that we reported on a few months ago that was super huge? That went by, oh, we didn't see it. You know, the size of the Eiffel Tower, which is a lot bigger than a dinosaur. <laughs> exactly. I think this is like 51 or 57 meters. Yeah, it's up here on the screen. It's 51 <laughs> meters. And it does mention which dinosaur, the Brachiosaurus, which is, that you know, that long one with the long neck and the long tail. The one that they have in uh, Jurassic World that goes, I can't do it. Yeah, Sorry. The one you used to ride when you were a little child. Uh, so then they asked this question. Yeah. Yeah. Will an asteroid hit Earth in 2022? And their answer, if it does, it won't be this one. Yeah. <laughs> Who writes this stuff? I, I know. I know. And then the last, last article is, oh, there could be this. Well, we could, I mean, we could make a living just, oh, this could happen. This could happen. I know, because if it does happen, they're like, oh, they're Nostradamus. They, they know how to predict. If it doesn't happen, they're like, I just said it could happen. I didn't say it would. Yeah. We're going to start in times media. Well, I will tell you this, is that this past weekend was the height of what is called the Perseid meteor shower. And uh, for most people, it was visible probably late, uh, later, later evening, 11 to 1 o'clock, at least on the West Coast. You probably could have it would have been really mid morning, early, early morning, like two or three o'clock in the morning. But it's it's one it's the largest meteor shower that we see in the year. 
you can see uh, with your with the naked eye, you can actually see up to a hundred of these per hour wow. that that are flying through the atmosphere and burning burning up in the atmosphere as they uh, come towards Earth. So that uh, that happened this past weekend. We didn't get a chance to see it because it was a little bit too late for us. But yeah, it's 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 fascinating to see when you're out there. And by the way, we were out there this past Saturday night to see if we could see any, and we did see probably about nine satellites that were just going in all different directions in, in the outer outer atmosphere. It was incredible. And we keep commenting to each other and saying, wow. when we were growing up, we may have seen one or two, but when we were out in a, a camping in the desert somewhere uh, with no lights, but now you can be with Sacramento, Roseville and Lincoln, not too far away from us in the hills. We still have that light wash that comes through. We could still see these with a full bright moon flying around in the sky. It's just insane. It's crazy. How does it, what does it have to do with uh, end times? I don't know, but I feel like sometimes when the, when John was prophesying, especially in the book of revelation, he had to use terminology that he would understand to explain something that he could not understand. And so stars falling out of the sky. I mean, it could be meteors. It could be asteroids. Uh, that would be the mountain coming out of the sky. Or it could be that satellites are being blown up and falling out of the atmosphere. I don't, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know what John was seeing, but it always makes me think. He was not seeing flying dinosaurs. He was not seeing flying I would have thought he'd be tripping, bro, if he was seeing flying dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hey, we got, we got to move on to uh, wars and rumors of wars. I posted this the other day. I get alerts from Vandenberg. Now they they don't call it Air, Air Force Base anymore, by the way. They call it Vandenberg Space Force Base. Mm. And this Tuesday, they are firing a Minuteman 3, which is a test launch of a an intercontinental ballistic missile. It actually was a shot off last night around 1233 our time. And it's just another show of force to say, hey, we've had these for a long time. And by the way, we're just going to show you that it works. So I, I put that in a category of rumors of wars. What about you, GJ? Well, you already did it, so it doesn't matter where you put it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did it. Tell me not to. How far away is Vandenberg from where you live? It's about a five-hour five drive. If we were up late last night, we probably could have seen this going up. Because we have seen we have seen some launches that have gone up that have kind of come this direction, but um, yeah, we just weren't up at twelve thirty three last night. We were thankfully sleeping. So, and if you were up, you were probably studying. Yeah, I will. I was studying for the show last night. So, hey, TJ, you got this one, man. This is all you. Well, I our good friend Jimmy Evans, you know, he has end times and does a show and. One of the things he talked about was Gog and, you know, how that's just intensified. And when I saw this on, on jpost.com, you know, there's, there's a lot of activity going on in Israel and the Middle East, the Gaza Strip, which we always say just that's like the neon light area. You know, pay attention to what's happening in there. So Turkey's troops, so Kurdish fighters exchange heavy shelling in Syria's Cobain. And the Kurdish fighters were backed by the U.S. So anyway, that that was something that was, you know, all these pop-up ads. So more artillery firing is happening in that region. And um, 
it just, you know, if you just pay attention to what's happening in the Middle East, it gives a lot of indicators of what's happening. Did you, did you happen to see this little ad that popped up? Uh, you know what was really interesting about this? So this guy from Bahrain, Bahrain ambassador to Washington is going to be doing this, this talk, and you can actually purchase tickets and get a front seat. Did you see the date? 9-12? That's a day after 9-11, obviously, but 9-11, of course, is significant in our history. And then it's going to be in New York, but check out the t- name of the place where it's going to be. Gotham mm-hmm. Hall. Mm. I was uh, I, I, sometimes I'm thinking, do, do they plan this? Or I, do they? I, no, I, I, I think there is some planning to it. I think there are messages. I think there are things that are being subliminally put, you know, pointed out that some people get and some don't. And uh, I wonder if Batman will be there. I don't know, but I did finish watching the last thirty minutes of Justice League last night. We've been watching. It's like a four-hour movie. There's the new one that came out by Zack Snyder. And it tells all the stories, but the last 30 some minutes of the movie we saw last night, it was, it's really interesting to see some of the parallels of what people put in movies to, to religion, faith, and that kind of thing. It was, it was very, very interesting to see that. So anyway, I thought that was interesting, but yeah, the Turkish backfighters, of course, Syria is north of uh, Israel, south of Turkey, and uh, Russia is north of Turkey and Syria each. So when these armies as our good friend, and when I say good friend of Jimmy Evans, I mean, we've never met him before, but we like him. <laughs> we love Jimmy. Uh, we love Jimmy Evans. And maybe he'll come on the show one of these days. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be amazing. So Jimmy, if you're listening or somebody that knows him, give him a call for us. And if you know some sponsors outside of the U.S. Army. That's right. <laughs> or, or Yeti. Or Yeti. So not only are Turkish troops shelling, but Iran is uh, is also something that you posted. And now we have another thing popping up in Gotham Hall. Apparently, there's some more people talking there. Nine decades of sharing Israel's story with the world. Okay. Okay. Back back to the news story you posted. I think you're posting because nine decades. That's 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 right in your your line of your age. Uh, So Iran keeps up demands after deadline. Takes up final nuclear deal draft with the European Union. <clears throat> so there's, it was, it was actually expired at midnight last night. I don't know if it was Iran or European time. And uh, so I don't know the results of that. I just find it interesting. Nuclear discussions are happening. And obviously, <laughs> Iran is doing everything they can to bolster their nuclear capabilities. Yes. Oh, I thought you had more to say there. Um, no, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I, there's that it's story. Just, it's in the news. You know, they're, they're just, it's continuing to be in the news. So I believe there's some relevance to that. Oh, no doubt. And we haven't talked about Russia in a while, but this one particular post caught my eye this morning where it talked about Russian forces are still at it. I mean, a lot of the news has shifted to other things especially since there's something coming up in November that in this country that people like to talk about. But uh, Russian forces are still pounding Ukraine's Donetsk region. And so the Russian shelling has been, there's one of those words I can't figure out, has been just intense in the last couple of days. And they continue to go after that. They're also focused on this nuclear plant that is over there. And so it's just, it, it continues to happen. And here's the thing is that 
if Russia is able to conquer Ukraine, then almost all of their country, because a lot of it already is north of Israel, will be directly north of Israel. And when we talk about what's going on in Gog and Magog, like our good friend Jimmy Evans, and um, when we talk about what's going to come from the north, there's only one north. So it's not like we're taking a, a, a big guess here about who it could be, right? It's like there's no other countries other than Russia and Ukraine, Turkey, Syria that are up north of, of, of Israel. There's just no other ones. I mean, maybe northwest, maybe northeast, but north is north. Anyway, I, I just I get on that sometimes, and I think that some people, when they talk about the Bible and they say, oh, it's, it's figuratively north. What, what does that mean, figuratively north? I'm fired up today. I'm not sure why, but I'm fired no up. Kid, no kidding. I about said bros, but I checked myself. You <laughs> <laughs> could have been like, bro, calm down, bro. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it when you get fired up. By the well, way, I have, I have a new friend that just went over to Ukraine on Saturday into the war-torn area. I don't know what, specifically what area. <clears throat> He's working with uh, some ministries over there, and he has developed a water filter that truly has major impact with families because there's, there's been a lot of different water filters. A lot of uh, things still get through and kids and parents get sick and decimates the family. And uh, he's developed a, a filter that is pretty, pretty phenomenal from what he, he shared with me. But he took, had 1200 of those filters sent to Ukraine, because one of the things that's happening right now is uh, some of the areas don't have running water now, or they have water and it's not it's not healthy. So he's going over, he's going over there. So John DeYoung, John DeYoung. Oh, you know what? We'll keep him in prayer for sure. <clears throat> that's uh, there's been quite a few of the of our friend my friends here in the Sacramento region that are because uh, there's a very large population of Ukrainian Russian people in the Sacramento area, probably about 200,000 in wow. the Sacramento area alone. And so know quite a few of them. I mean, quite a few people in that community, I should say. And many of them have already taken trips over there to the regions where they were there. Many of them were born here, but their families came from those regions. And so there, there's still a lot of family back there. So they would go back and help and help with kids and bring ministry and, uh, and we also had another pastor, a pastor friend of mine that just got back from Ukraine about a month ago, or his team, the team that went got back about a month ago. They were right smack in the middle, trying to help drive a lot of the families out of these war-torn regions and get them to safety. So the very real stuff still going on over there. We need to keep them in prayer for sure. So the world, moving on to leading up to the tribulation, we got the WEF still in the news. I don't think they're going to leave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you post this one or did I? I can't remember. I actually did. And read read the headline or I'll read it. World Economic Forum shares censorship plan for online abuse. And, and you can say, well, there shouldn't be abuse. Right. But when you start diving into it, it's basically we don't like what you say on any front. We're going to stop you. We're already seeing that. And by the way, you can go to endtimes.chat if we're ever censored. Speaking of which, let me pop that back up there <laughs> so people can see it. Endtimes.chat. Endtimes.chat. Or you can go to Spotify and iTunes and look up Endtimes.chat. 
or you can go to Facebook, YouTube, and by the way, liftable.tv. You can go there, but just actually an endtimes.chat is will take you right to our show on Liftable. So anyway, so free. I know it's, it's free. It is, yes. Uh, so when you when you get there, I mean, when you get to this news story and you're looking at this news story, you're thinking, well, man, that's great, right? You just mentioned that. It's great. It's so fantastic. It's awesome. But what's happening is, is that the it's an intelligence-fueled approach to content moderation, as it says in that paragraph, which would mean that human and artificial intelligence teams. Did you happen to notice that it says, to? I mean, human and AI teams, teams to flag or remove high-risk items after transmitting millions of sources through training sets. So what it is, is that they're, they're going through, and if, if the AI flags something, a human will take a look at it and determine whether or not it's something that should be out there to the masses or not. Well, I don't know about you, but that's a that's like, why, why am I going to leave that up to one or two humans or teams of humans to determine what the world should know? Sounds like a false fact checker. Maybe. Yep, I said uh, it. I said it. Yes, I did. Yeah, when that whole thing came out, when that whole this that that little hyphenated word came out, you just mentioned, I was like, "Wait a minute, who checks them?" <laughs> I know that was the first thing I thought. Who's checking who, you? Who voted them in to be the ones to determine whether or not something's true or not? So then I did a little. <laughs> so one one of, one of the times I saw one of their the fact checker checking something, so that's not, and whatever they said. They had misspellings in there, <laughs> whatever they wrote. <laughs> Nobody's checking your grammar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> grammar checkers, bro. My son, third grader. <laughs> uh, anyway, I did a little digging one time into, uh, I'm not going to mention the name of the company, but it's a real popular one. And if somebody gets married and elopes, it kind of rhymes with that. And so I looked into who actually is the one who started that. And what they did and where they're, who they were connected to and who they supported. And it's shocking. Just do your own research, people. And don't just believe that someone who says they are they know the truth is actually still telling the truth. Now, they probably get some things right, no doubt. But they're not all-knowing like God is. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> Which is part of deception. Part of deception is you give some truth, not the whole truth. Or you slant the truth. Yep. So I posted this one, um, or I saw it today, actually, when I was fishing around. And this actually happened last Wednesday. It was reported that Amazon, uh, which multi-billion dollar company, right? They, they service so many different areas of the world, uh, expands palm scanning payment technology to 65 more Whole Foods locations. So where you can actually have your palm and because all the lines in your palm are unique to you and your fingerprints, you can actually put your hand down as, as you can see in that picture right there. Let me pop it up for you. And then they can scan that and it's connected to all your financial information. You can actually pay that way. So I'm just saying that's a, a little bit more leading up to the tribulation that I've seen in a while because yeah. they're, they're putting them so in practice. Key, keyword there, 65 more stores yeah it is happening this isn't something that is down the road this is happening it's being implemented in addition to what's already the number of stores and i don't know how many that is already it's it's happening it's real so it is and danya hello thank you for joining us and 
Hello, so, hello. Uh, re- rewind the show. You're gonna love what you heard. What you heard in the first half hour. Uh, yeah, I tell you, one of one of us, bro. What? What? You're gonna hear a lot of bros. A lot of bros. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bros talking to bros. Yeah. So I saw that this morning, and then and then <laughs> I saw this article, and I'm like, okay, all right, all right. So Jesus said that there will be pestilences and they will show up, start showing up everywhere. Well, this article from End of the American Dream popped this up there and they're like, hey, let's just take a little look at all the different things that are happening around the world that keep popping up. All right, why not? Well, prior to uh, two years ago, this was not something that would always happen. But now they're even saying in the news and actually political figures are saying when the next pandemic comes, Whoa. So we have monkeypox, the Marburg virus that's popping up. Dude, hush your, hush your mouth. Hush yourself. Hey, I'm just reading it. There's <laughs> one called the Lengya. Hush your mouth. <laughs> Lengya henipavirus or Levy. I mean, this just keeps scrolling down. And these things keep popping up. There's, oh, look at this one. The henipavirus umbrella. The WHO actually says it has a 40 to 75% fatality rate. Uh, polio made a comeback in the United States, much to uh, much to all the rotary our uh, rotary friends because they thought they were had eradicated it out, out of everything but two countries. So that's making a comeback, and then you got all these other things popping up. So I mean, you can just read the article; I won't go through the rest of it. But there's all these things that are popping up now, pestilences, and they are making the news. And so I I think there's a lot of fear that's just being pushed out there, in my opinion. They really, really want you to live in this fear. And since the since this other one that we just had has kind of subsided, like the C, the CDC or the WHO actually just came out and said it's no longer it's no longer an issue. Like if you're this or that, you're going to be okay. But if you have these, if you're this age and this age and you have these symptoms, you should definitely get checked out. So anyway, I'm not I'm not going to say any more than that. I'll let you take it from there. Well, but, I'm going to say I'm going to say one thing. Things that make you go. That's the next one. You went left. You went, you went right. You're supposed to go left. You went left. You went right. What am I talking about? Oh, my gosh. It's been so long since I did it. I know. You're supposed right. to go this direction. Things that make you go. There you go. Thanks. I was, that would have thrown me off for the rest oh, of the day. Oh, it is that way. You did at the camera. What? Which way are you going? I'm going right, like I always go. Well, why, why is I'm going opposite of you? I don't know. What's going on? What's going on? Don't know. <laughs> okay. So there is one other uh, news story I'm going to mention in just a minute. But, GJ, you posted this one, and I thought, oh, shoot. It looks like it just got taken off the screen. Oh, there it is. So I thought this was interesting. I looked it up in a couple of different places and thought, huh, I, w- I want to check this out. But go for it. This is really interesting. I read the article and it was, I just found it a little cryptic because I, I don't know. I mean, I actually lived in Japan uh, when I was in the U.S. Army. And so I don't know how, how they actually, the government's laid out. So the one thing that caught my eye though is Japan's government resigns in its entirety. So what does that mean? So <clears throat> obviously something's going on, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. I just found that very interesting. And we've been talking about other governments around the world have been overthrown or overtaken over the last couple of years. And I just found out that this was 
not under any, it was just a voluntary, we're, we're resigning basically. Yeah. I mean, it was actually decided last fall, according to the article, that uh, this would be something that would come down the line. But they wanted to make sure the court of public opinion would match up with what they're trying to think about. So, but the fact that it's happening now and all these changes are happening in that government, you, you just got to be in prayer, right? You got to be in prayer. Uh, obviously, God places people in the positions of government and power and authority. Uh, we know that from the scripture. And uh, he also, in the scripture, Paul talks about the fact that we need to persevere and pray for those in our authority. But there's also a reason why they're in authority because God's the one who knows the outcome and what his purpose and plan is. So just, you know, just some things to think about there. I thought that were pretty interesting. Well, I do have one other thing, TJ, that I sent you over text from a good friend of mine who does a lot of research in what's going on in this part of the news. Okay, so there is a new bill that was just passed in the United States that it, it, it unfortunately, it was passed with complete division between one side of government and the other, at least the parties of government. And it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, right? So here's here's a couple of the things that are in the Inflation Reduction Act. And by the way, this actual act will cost billions of dollars that the only place it'll come to would be taxing you more, which means inflation will go up. That's just, you know, simple logic. But here's some of the things that are in there. So it'll give the IRS $80 billion to hire 87,000 brand new IRS agents with 4,461 IRS-owned guns uh, and the recent acquisition of 5 million rounds of ammo by the IRS. Now, I just want to ask, why do IRS agents need guns and ammo if they work in an office? That's protected by the federal government. Just going to pop that question out there. I'm not saying we have to have an answer, but there you go. You're asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) I am. I'm asking for you. Honestly, I'm asking for you. I'm actually asking for the friend that sent that to me. And uh, I just, you know, just here's the deal. All these things that we're talking about, where we're headed is going towards the end times. I mean, we are, as JJ and I, actually, JJ is the one that started saying this a long time ago. We're in the two-minute warning. We are at that point where we're nearing the beginning of the end. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 that you would look for wars and rumors of wars. We talk about that every single week, that you should look for signs in the sun, moon, and stars. There's going to be a bunch of earth news. That's why we talk about that. There's going to be a lot of things that start to happen that can start to remind us of what's going to happen at the tribulation, like the mark of the beast not being able to buy or sell, massive inflation that's going to happen where you can't buy a a loaf of bread for less than a day's wages. I mean, these are all things that we talk about because Jesus said them. It's not just because we're thinking, hey, you know, let's just try to scare everybody. Also in Revelation, Jesus gives us through seven letters that he had John wrote to the seven churches uh, that he chose. And the next church that we have, first we had Ephesus, then we have Smyrna, now we have the church of Pergamos. Well, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 12 to 16 is where I get, where I'm, where I'm going to be talking from today. It provides one simple but incredibly powerful description of Jesus. Jesus, he is the one who has the sharp two-edged sword. 
And that's in verse 12. And in verse 16, it says, we see again that it is the sword of my mouth. And so whenever you've seen Jesus in Revelation from John, he it's, it's like he has a flaming sword coming out of his mouth. But what that is, is that there's power in the words and commands of Jesus. He is in authority over all creation. He is the one who speaks and it is done. So that's what it means. And so the sword of his mouth symbolizes the judgment which can come, which can come when he speaks the word. Now, this is a church in Pergamos facing severe judgment if they do not repent. Christians in Pergamos were trying to, shall I say, coexist, which led to the result of religious compromise and sinful practices in the church. Now, I'm not going to tread softly here because every time Paul wrote to the church, he was telling them, you need to stop doing these things because God, God is not pleased with it. They would compromise not only their just their faith, but what was right and good and morally conscious and the things that we know are right and wrong because of, because of the sacrifice of Jesus and what he died for. But Jesus says to the church there, hey, I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. First of all, Say that I, again. <laughs> Jesus says, I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne. I mean, this was the church of Pergamos, and I, I don't have time to go into all the detail. I'll mention a little bit of that in a minute. But when you talk about a city having uh, that Satan has as his throne, there's certain things that he would point to. I'm, I'm about to tell you that, but let me just finish reading what Jesus said. He says, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refused to deny me even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. So Jesus calls it the place where his throne is and then calls it Satan's city. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Las Vegas when they call it Sin City. This, is, this, uh, this reference to Pergamos, though, is probably a, a, and the Satan's throne is probably a reference to the incredibly giant altar that was built to Zeus, who was called the God of Thunder. It could also refer to all that was dominating and controlling the life and culture of this city of Pergamos. It was truly a seat of satanic power. As a matter of fact, the, certain, the serpent god named Asclepios or Asclepios would also serve as the symbolic picture of Satan and his power. The symbol for Asclepios was a serpent. And we know that Satan came as a serpent to Eve in the garden. Here's the deal. Satan wants to make his throne a global throne. We see symbols all over the place that creep into our subliminal passageways, continuing to desensitize us to what's happening around us. And after Jesus lets the church at Pergamos know what they are up against, he also encourages them in their faithful following of him. He then goes into a very serious evaluation of the church there. Two issues confronted the church by the Lord, when he says to the church, nevertheless, I have a few things against you. And Jesus says, you tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. That's Revelation 2.14. Balaam was a prophet in Israel. And you can read about him in Numbers 22 to 25 and also in chapter 31. Even though Balaam talked like he was upright because what happened was is that the king of Moab sent for the prophet Balaam to come to him. And the king of Moab said to Balaam, I want you to curse Israel for me so that I can conquer them. 
And Balaam was like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Those are God's people. I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to speak against them. But what happened was, is Balaam then went back. And because uh, he would not curse them, he still wanted what king, the king of Moab could offer, which was money. And what he did was he went back to Israel and convinced Israel to go ahead and marry all of the pagan daughters of Moab and get together and mix together, even though they serve false gods, and also to participate in the pagan rituals. So he didn't curse Israel. Oh, he's standing up here going, oh, I follow God. I'm not going to speak against Israel because they're God's people. But then he'll slide in and convince them that what they're doing is okay if they if they decide to marry outside of the faith and say, no, you can go ahead and intermingle and marry people that are not believers, that are not God, not not the people of God, and then start doing the pagan rituals that they do. And here's the thing, and I'm going to wrap up here and get your thoughts, GJ. What a message this is to the culture of our day. Seriously, think about it. Religious leaders, and I'm not judging anybody in particular, but we can see that it's happened. A lot of religious leaders have fallen for a few coins or pleasure. The attitudes of holiness and godly living have become mere words as leaders have adopted some immoral practices and probably even succumbed to the secular attitudes and beliefs of society around them. If you think I'm wrong, I will just mention one. It was just in the news, the Episcopal Church, and I'm not sure which branch of it, so you can do a little research there, just came out and said, we fully support kids having sex changes with doctors. So this is actually happening right now, uh, but God's standards have not changed. The doctrine of Balaam is still condemned by the one, Jesus, to whom all of us will one day stand before God and give an account to. And, you know, here's the thing. I've, I've actually heard and seen many seasoned pastors say to younger pastors something like this. When you're just, when you're just starting off in the ministry, you will have to take whatever you can be given and don't expect much in the way of money. But when you've been in the ministry as long as I have, you'll see the increases of the finances. And I just have to ask, what is the heart of God here? And like I said, I don't stand in judgment because I have to check myself every single day. And I know there are days when I falter, when I fail in my thinking and what I do. So I got to be careful. I'm going to stand before God one day also. But for those of us that are leading the church, is it for pastors to seek the ministry for financial profit wherever they can get it? Or is it for the lost? When seeking a church for ministry, are pastors seeking the benefits and the compensation, or are they following the heart of God and desiring to see lost people come to know him? You know, in many other countries of the world, other than America, most of the pastors, they actually have jobs and work outside the church. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to be a pastor and take compensation from a church. That's not what I'm saying. But I do believe that there's something to be said for making sure that you stay connected to people that don't know Christ so that you can still have a heart for those that don't know him. So how do we battle the satanic influences and the religious compromise? It's not by condemning the lost to hell. It's by living in a way that draws people to who Jesus is, why he died, why he rose again for them, and how he can turn a life from darkness to light, change them from the inside out, and give them a life of promise and purpose. What are your thoughts, GJ? And then drive us home uh, with uh, some prayer to receive Jesus. Well, the number one thing is, as you were reading in Revelation, yes, definitely, we, we're seeing it right in front of us. Whether you agree what side of the fence you're on, on any topic, we're seeing it. 
we're seeing everything degrade. We're seeing an elevation of fear. We're seeing an elevation of anxiety. We're seeing, you know, I talked to Brian Veneri, who's a counselor, who's, you know, friends of ours. And he uh, he won't come on our show anymore, but he is a friend of ours. <laughs> He's working. And he said, I don't know what the age group, but basically the teen, the teen age for sure. Uh, you know, depression and suicide is at an all-time high. And, you know, just to see all the fear. And, and it says that there will be the spirit of fear, the spirit of deception. I mean, that when, when, when you have a certain amount of time and time's running out, what do you do? Most cases, you'll turn to in the press. I got to get this job done. I got to get this project done, I, whatever that may be. And you come together and you end up doing whatever you got to do because time's running out. That's just human nature. Well, Satan's doing the exact same thing. So the level of fear, the level of spirit. So even though humans are saying things and doing things and printing stuff like we read and go through every week, there's a spiritual battle that's going on between good and evil. And Satan knows his days are numbered. We just don't know how many days that is. And we also know that Jesus returns and takes those that are saved up in heaven and those that have already passed are already, you know, raised to heaven. And uh, those that remain are going to have to deal with this on a whole nother level. And one of the things I did post is actually, you know, it was a, a grain of rice that's uh, that they can now put in that they're actually using the scan. It isn't like testing it. They're using it in some places. So that's another thing that's happening. So the mark, which they refer to the mark, and I believe the mark, if you track it back, the mark to the beast, well, the beast is obviously tied to Satan. Well, in Belgium, I think it's the world's largest supercomputer. They actually call it the beast. And it is so rapidly g growing and becoming smarter and smarter each day. I mean, think about it. Technology becomes smarter and smarter, which is the AI thing. Because so all that's happening right now. So what do you do? And I've had friends, I've had family members, I've had people that I know saying, you know, how do you talk about these negative things? On one hand, they're negative. Reason we bring them is for awareness. The one thing I know, which goes back to the number one thought that kept coming to mind, which really back to Papa Reynolds and his old Bible, at the very top, he writes, prayer. So he underlines the word prayer. What's the number one thing you can do is pray. And as Dan articulated, you know, where are you, where are you walking? Where are you living today? Are you living a life that is pleasing to God? And if it's not, you have the opportunity to turn. We have the power to make those decisions. Not Satan. We do. Satan may be putting out there and he'll put it in there. You don't have a choice. You, you know, you'll be smarter. You know, God doesn't care. Or whatever he can put all those lies out, <clears throat> and I I I saw uh, an interview with Andy Andrews, who's an author, and he, what I didn't realize he used to be a, a, a comic, and um, one of the things that he said is, and he referenced in World War II that 11 million people were killed, and he went through and he said, why would they keep getting on the train? Why would they keep moving forward? Because they made promises of all these great things, and they lied. 
So there's there's deception going on. And whether it's real or not real, and we talk about it. some of these things we talk about may be a precursor, it may not. What we know is that when these things are happening more and more and more at a faster rate all around the world, we know that there's something to it. So what's the number one thing you can do is pray. And here's a couple of talking points that my dad wrote down. What would you tell a child? He wrote this as a question. What would you tell a child about prayer? You're talking with God. So are you talking with God? Are you talking from the heart? And doing it in a way where you're not joking around or being negative. God does listen. And he cares. And I'm reading these from my dad's notes from 1998. You can tell God anything. And it's a sacred time. So you have the sacred ability to have prayer and talk directly with God. And sometimes he answers right now. Sometimes it takes some time. Sometimes the prayers aren't answered. You know, there's that song, Unanswered Prayers. Sometimes those are actually the best prayer because the door is shut because it's actually a protection mechanism for what's to come. And whatever your worst time is, I look at the, my worst times in life have been a building block for the best times in my life. You can do it at any time, any place. So right now, praise and give thankfulness, ask for repentance, and tell tell him we depend on, or tell them that we depend on prayer. So prayer is number one. So so whatever's going on, whatever you believe, what we've shared, and by the way, Dan has been a pastor most of his adult life. So he he's not throwing a rock. He's just saying, hey, here's what he's saying. I remember uh, seeing a movie one time and it said all these false prophets and people would turn away even at the highest level in the church. We're seeing that. We're seeing people fall and we're seeing people water down the message. And, um, and it's like, well, I don't want to offend anybody. Well, Jesus and the Bible does create some, <laughs> you, you're probably going to be offended in some cases if you're doing those things. And what I've learned is if you've got your hand in the cookie jar and you get caught, you're probably offended that you got caught. <laughs> so to me, what are you doing that you can turn away? Is it God honoring or is it God deterring? I pray for discernment and wisdom every single day so that I can walk through the fire. I can go through the path with God's protection. I pray for the protection. Those are things that you can do right now, no matter what's going on in your life, good or bad. Now, we're going to have t tough times, and I think everybody has experienced some type of tough time over the last few years, and it's like, okay, is it going to get any better? Okay, we, we get out of one thing, and then, okay, I can't even go pay for, fill up a gas tank because it's so expensive, or we can't get food, or we got all these you know crops not producing like they did. I mean, all around the world, because of whatever, whether it's weather or pestilences, so we see all these negative things, and it can be scary. Where do you turn? Sometimes these scary things have to happen for us to turn to God. So I challenge you, who, if you're listening, if you're watching, turn to Jesus, because that's the only way. And take it for somebody that's tried to do it his own way. I've had a lot of success in my life as an entrepreneur. And you know what? None of that matters. It's what matters is how you're going to spend eternity in heaven or hell. What are you going to do? I'll choose heaven. Whether we got... One second, one minute, one day, one year, 10 years, whatever. We know, at the very least, our lives 
come to an end at some point. So are you ready? So all you have to do is pray. For those that know Jesus, recommit. Periodically, I do that uh, just to just so I stay on point. And it's hard sometimes. If you don't know Jesus, ask for Jesus to come into your heart. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for him to lead the, the way and to renew your heart, and he will. He will start to soften your heart. He will start to remove things. We just have to be obedient, be willing, and start to do, go down the steps. And the steps that he's going to choose may seem complete opposite of what you've been walking. What I do know is the best way for you. I've seen it personally in my life, and I know Dan has seen it personally in his life, except when he was playing volleyball at high school. <laughs> so, so I'm going to lead us in prayer. So, Father, we thank you for today. I pray for protection and covering for anybody that's, that's listening right now. Pray for the spirit of strength, the spirit of boldness, the spirit of positivity to come at a high, high level, at a supernatural level. God can do anything, and I pray, God, that you take care of everyone that's listening or watching right now. For those that don't know Jesus, I pray that you, you know, just pray with me right now, that Jesus come into my heart, clean my heart out. I apologize. I, I ask for forgiveness for anything that I've done. Please renew me. Renew my heart. Give me a direction. Point me in the right direction and continue to guide me. And I recognize that you are the only way to the Father is through Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hallelujah. By the way, an orthodox prayer, that's the other thing about prayer. It doesn't have to be systematically. You know, just pray. Just well, pray. I mean, I, I don't know. Don't use don't bro. Know. Bro, don't use bro. I mean, it's that's not, not bro. You don't say that to your dad. <laughs> and low, bro. So <laughs> I just said all three words. Hey, low, bro. So, um, what hey, up? What up? <laughs> sometimes all you got to do is just start the conversation with God. Say, hey, God, I'm really struggling. And then just let him know what's going on. I promise you, when you come to God in humility, he meets you where you are and he'll lift you up. He'll provide the peace that you need in your heart. So just kind of receive him. Hey, another day down, and hopefully we'll have some special guests come on in the next couple of weeks. Endtimes.chat. Everyone, go check us out over there and make sure that you catch up on all the previous episodes and weeks. Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else you want to find us. We're, we're going we're to try to be there. Anyway, God bless you guys. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.